Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. Yes, indeed, everybody. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Master, Corey Johnson, live at uh, Pershing Insight 2017 conference at the Manchester Hyatt in San Diego. Well, the Fed, they came, they met, they conquered, I guess. They did what they said they were going to do. They raised rates. <laughs> they did indeed. So much more, though, to talk about because Janet Yellen held a press conference. So we're going to get into that with our next guest. We're going to talk with the chief investment officer at BNY Mellon's Lockwood Advisors, Matthew Forrester, coming up in just a moment. First up, though, your top business stories. A look at trading. Here is Catherine Cowdery. Thank you. Well, Carol and Corey, a mixed close on this Fed Decides Day as the Dow rose to a record and the S&P 500 and NASDAQ fell. Federal Reserve policymakers raised their benchmark interest rate for the third time in six months. They maintain their outlook for one more hike this year and set up some details for how they intend to shrink their $4.5 trillion balance sheet this year. Fed Chair Janet Yellen explained the central bank's announcement. Our decision to make another gradual reduction in the amount of policy accommodation reflects the progress the economy has made and is expected to make toward maximum employment and price stability objectives. Torsten Slock, chief international economist at Deutsche Bank, says the Fed statement indicates policymakers are looking beyond the broader economy. It's really looking much more at the very simple argument that we need some dry powder for a future recession. We need high interest rates. We need more powder in terms of QE if we do get a recession. So the normalization is a very important part of this, that they want to normalize things. And if they can do this in this Goldilocks environment where equities are doing well, credit spreads are doing well, rates are relatively low, I think they're actually quite pleased with the overall situation. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day. Dow Industrial Average rose 46 points, a quarter percent, to close at a record 21,374. S&P 500 down two points, a tenth of a percent, to 2437. The Nasdaq down 25 points, four tenths of a percent, closing at 61.94. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil down $1.73 a barrel, 3.7 percent to 44.73. Spot Gold down $6.90 a ounce to 1261.70. Ten-year Treasury up 24.30 seconds, yield two points. 1256. Among today's top business stories, Mattel's CEO is cutting the company's dividend and investing the money in entertainment and internet-connected toys. Mattel is shifting away from being a vendor of Barbie dolls and Hot Wheels at physical stores into a company that's centered on mobile technology and activities. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Back to you, Carolyn Corey. Thank you very much, Catherine Cutter. Well, Bloomberg Markets is brought to you by our Brown University School of Professional Studies, engaging in mid-career professionals with executive bachelor's degrees in business, cybersecurity, healthcare, and technology. Brown.edu slash executive. That is indeed what we're talking about, making money, how to figure out uh, this environment and the opportunities that are out there. We are broadcasting live at Pershing Insight 2017 conference at the Manchester Hyatt in San Diego. Well, the Fed, as I mentioned, um, doing what we thought they were going to do. They raised rates, talked about a lot of things, and we want to talk about that with our next guest, Matthew Forrester, Chief Investment Officer at BNY Mellon's Lockwood Advisors, a director for Pershing. Nice to have you here. Thank you so much. Good to be here. What's, what's everybody talking about? I know the, the event insights just getting underway, but what seems to be on the mind? Is it Washington? Is it Fed? Is it what? Yeah, I think uh, obviously the political landscape and geopolitical landscape has become you know so much more important to investors 
And uh, this morning's events just sort of highlight that, that uh, you know, at any time we can have unexpected things. Uh, and those are very difficult things for portfolio managers to get their arms around because they're unexpected, they're unpredictable. They probably don't mean much in the in terms of a market impact, really. Uh, right. But they could. I mean, this morning's event could have been very different. And so... Uh, we've been highlighting that, that the risks to markets are coming more from the political spectrum mm. or even from the political part of, say, monetary policy, you know, where we're, you know, unsure what the composition of the Fed might look like within just a few short months. So go into that because Michael McKee, our chief economics uh, correspondent, was at the Fed today and he, he put, pointed that out to everybody. Mm. Don't forget that the Fed could change dramatically next year. Right, exactly. So we have uh, the, the main or Federal will. Reserve Board is seven uh, seven members as well as the FOMC which comprises the main Fed Board plus uh, the regional uh, right. bank presidents and the Federal Reserve of New York always has a position there as the entity that uh, facilitates the open market operations of the Fed. Right. Um, so uh, the rotating presidents are going to revolve around but on the main Fed Board we have two vacancies now uh, and uh, actually three Daniel Tool resigned as well, um, and there could be more within a couple months. Uh, Janet Yellen's term would expire in February, mm. so we're just a few months around uh, away from having you know some really dramatic changes in the in the board, and we don't have a lot of guidance on what the board might look like. Is the suggestion uh, though that the Trump administration would like a more accommodative policy? Well, it certainly seems like right. He's got a, he's got a low interest rate gal now, and Janet right. Janet Yellen, you know, right. there uh, at, at the Fed, and it seems like that certainly is something that he would be uh, interested in. Uh, Was she want more dove or hawk today? Yeah, more no, dovish? I, I think um, I think they're 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 sort of uh, really straddling that fence, and I think that's probably where they should be, given the fact that, that some of the data is may not be cooperating with the message that they've been yes. giving the markets for some period of time. So. Uh, obviously, markets have uh, been trained to have some degree of skepticism about the Fed's rate hike path. Right. Uh, they did hike rates today, but, you know, I think today's news around inflation and around retail sales and some of the weaker data that we've seen recently does bring into question how much harder it's going to be to raise interest rates, you know, going into the future. You know, it is interesting that in, in three of the last, uh, look at my, my screen here, three of the last four trading days. We've seen the VIX move more than 100 basis points during the day. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's really unusual. Right, um, but it's still extremely low. It's extremely right? I mean, low, but, I mean, but, it's, but it's moving intraday in ways that it hasn't uh, a lot in the last few months, and I wonder what, what you might think that's about. Well, I mean, the the, the, the uh, lack of volatility is uh, is absolutely incredible. You know, right. the market just has been for quite a long time, um, and I do think that points to some of the international aspects of this. In other words, there's still uh, quantitative easing or QQE uh, of, of going all around the world. Right. Money is fungible; it can go anywhere. So, if the Japanese or the Europeans and other central banks are stimulating their economy with uh, this extraordinary monetary policy period, which still really goes on, um, you know, that money can come find its way back into the United States at any point in time. Matt, you provide input into Lockwood's proprietary investment models. I'm just curious what kind of input metrics should investors be paying attention to in this environment? Got about 40 seconds. Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, we've always concentrated to remind our advisors that uh, it's still the economic cycle risk that really matters a lot. So we're in this very high complacency, low volatility environment. Uh, 
Um, and I'd say the odds of a recession at this moment are very low, but we, but they might start to rise from very, very low levels, uh, particularly as the Fed begins to increase interest rates and, uh, you know, financial conditions should begin to tighten somewhat if the Fed continues going on a tightening path from here. So, the, the economic cycle risks are the big ones to our advisors that we need to remind them about that can really derail them from their financial goals. Right. So. The economic cycle plays into profitability Absolutely. for corporations, plays into really what we see in terms of asset classes. Interesting stuff. Matthew yeah. Forrester, Chief Investment Officer of BNY Mellon's Lockwood Advisors. You nice to have you Bloomer here. Markets. Yeah, good to see you. Uh, Bloomer Markets was broadcasting live today from the Pershing Insight 2017 Conference in San Diego, California. Yes. That's where I woke uh, up this morning. Let's get to Nancy Lyons right now. We'll look at world and national news headlines from our 991 studios in Washington, D.C. Thanks, Corey. This morning's shooting at a congressional baseball practice is leading to calls for unity on Capitol Hill. Bloomberg's Nathan Hager is there with this report. The shooting of House Majority Whip Steve Scalise brought legislating to a halt, but lawmakers packed the House floor to hear from Speaker Paul Ryan. An attack on one of us is an attack on all of us. You can hear me say something you've never heard me say before. I identify myself with the remarks of the speaker. And minority leader Nancy Pelosi says the charity baseball game set for Thursday night will go on. We will use this occasion as one that brings us together and not separates us further. Nathan Hager, Bloomberg Radio on Capitol Hill. Congressman Scalise, the House Majority Whip, was shot in the hip. He underwent surgery and is listed in critical condition. Four others were treated for injuries, including the gunman who died from his wounds. As for the investigation, authorities say it's too early to discuss a motive. The FBI is looking into all possibilities. The gunman has been identified as James Hodgkinson's, a 66-year-old from Belleville, Illinois. Authorities are checking his social media profile. He reportedly belonged to a Facebook group called terminate the Republican Party. Well, there was another shooting today on the other side of the country. Police say the gunman there was armed with an assault pistol and stormed a UPS warehouse, killing three people and turning the gun on himself. Two others were wounded. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Nancy Lyons.